Good morning. Welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast. Today is January 4th, 2020. And that's why we're going to be calling this the new vision. Remember the 2020 eyesight when uh, we were young? We were getting eye tests. That was the best vision at the time. So we're going to call it the new vision of 2020. And today, or I should say yesterday, it was a great day for me. I I was able to go to a uh, Trump rally uh, with my fellow Christians and others, I believe, that may have been there. There were a few demonstrators, but, you know, we even love the demonstrators. Uh, Met some great, great people, the nicest people there. I think uh, if you ever want to meet a lot of nice people in one area, uh, go to a Trump rally. They are the nicest. And I mean this sincerely. I mean, they are the nicest. I, uh, you know, I was coming from Broward County and trying to locate this uh, this church down uh, south, southwest 50-something street. And I had a GPS on and it was going me through the local streets around and around and around. It took me forever to get there. And, of course, uh, I couldn't even park in the parking lot. So I parked in some garage where a guy charged me 10 bucks. Luckily, a car was still there afterwards. <laughs> And uh, I didn't actually get to go into the rally because I I thought it was going to be eighteen to twenty thousand uh, seat uh, arena or church, and then we found out later on it was seven thousand. So it was a few thousand of us outside, but I think actually we had a lot more fun than the one inside. You could just talk to people. And as I said, I met some great people. I wish I was able to uh, interview some of them because I said, well, we'll do it after, you know, uh, Trump goes off. But when he got off, the lights went out and it got dark and I, I couldn't even get internet. So wasn't able to do that. But I helped those pe- people. I gave some cards out and uh, miraculous medals to uh, individuals. And I hope uh, the Holy Spirit uh, was able to... Uh, Go to those people who may need us or need God the most, or at least know about the miraculous medal. I, I was surprised. Uh, I talked to a few people and they never even heard of the miraculous medal. So uh, to them, I will be posting uh, a little bit of the history of it. I, I believe in the card uh, where I had the miraculous medal. And thank you, uh, Legion of Mary, uh, Town of Davy, for uh, giving me a, a supply of the miraculous medals, and, you know, I should have gotten more, <laughs> of course. You know, you're always thinking, well, you know, how am I going to give it out? Am I going to be able to go for security? You know, it's metal. You think of all these things, and then, you know, God has its way, so. And so, uh, for those who are just listening for the first time, I've been doing this podcast for about 11 years now, and I believe it's, I haven't checked the last count, but it's been over 1,500 individual podcasts, so. We've done a lot of prayers, we've done a lot of soul searching, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, I have a strong opinion about something, <laughs> and I, I, as I tell everyone that you always, your comments are welcome, you could, uh, in the podcast itself, it's sometimes a challenge, I, I don't know why, I was getting a lot of comments and that kind of stopped, I don't know if they, they make it a little more difficult, you know, uh, and letting it go through. But, you know, give me the opportunity and, you know, I will determine if, you know, this is the advertising people sometimes just want to advertise their products. So I won't let that through. But if you have an actual opinion 
And you could always uh, at, have a Twitter account called Prayer, Capital Prayer and Lunch. And uh, so you could, you could tweet me. Uh, you can, uh, what else? Uh, this is my email. It's wryoung, Y-O-U-N-G, 12 at yahoo.com. And uh, the last cycle, uh, I had uh, an email called, uh, I believe it was, uh, Catholics for Trump. Pence. And it was at gmail.com. So you could also get a hold of me that way. So hopefully I'll be using that in the future. So let's go by the 2020 vision. Well, I guess you need to somehow recap 2019. And uh, I had some strange, strange experiences. I don't know if I should get into this show. It might turn off the new people. <laughs> but I always, I always try to be honest. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I was one of those government analysts before 9-11 and during 9-11 and after 9-11. But the only thing, and uh, one of my goals this year, too, is going to be writing a book. Not just about the analyst part, but uh, everything. Everything. It's not just, you know, people say, well, why God allow this? Well, as you can figure out, God was trying to give us signals all the time. And uh, so that's why my uh, book, if I get to write, uh, one of the titles is going to be Connecting the Dots. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but that expression of connecting the dots came out after 9-11 where uh, it stated the analysts did not connect the dots. But I hate to uh, say differ, and you're probably not surprised about this, but the analysts were connecting the dots. Of course, like always, anyone who's uh, uh, working for someone else Management is never going to take the blame, <laughs> and they're always going to push it down to the lowest link, <laughs> which would be the analyst in this case. So uh, hopefully, maybe by the end of the year, that's my goal, is actually have a published book. And first thing, uh, you know, you always wonder, it's like, I, I like to think I'm a humble individual. I, I'm not deserving of a anything. I'm the least of the least. I mean, if you listen to my podcast, I am the least of the least in my mind. And when I when I started this uh, podcast 11 years ago, I did not like even the sound of my voice. For some reason, the Lord wanted me to start this podcast. And uh, I'm, you know, still praying about it. <laughs> and I was... Uh, uh, I have to admit, I was off the last couple of weeks trying to get my thoughts. I had a lot of different things going on. Uh, of course, about this election, it, it's the news media it, it doesn't come out correctly. I mean, when our president talks about fake news, unfortunately, it's fake. And most of it, if, if they don't even tell, they tell half-truths. And God forbid, if uh, Trump does something right, you may never even hear about it. So uh, a few, about three years ago, my wife said, well, you know, regular cable was costing us $150 a month. And she thought that was kind of absorbent. And I admit it was. So, uh, and that doesn't include the internet. But realizing, uh, you know, so I was trying to look at streaming and look online, different uh, you know, Fox News and uh, other, 
other channels that you know you hear some some experience of the truth <laughs> and that, that's really important because it's brainwashed i mean my family because they don't they don't listen to these other channels and so they believe you know wow this uh, this president has to be the worst man in, in ever existence because if you hear it from the democrat side you know this is the worst but in actuality we know uh, uh, as christians that that's not true and you you won't even hear it when it's funny when um when democrats do something bad you won't even hear about it until until it finally blows up where they have to let you know and i i believe that's going to happen with uh, a former vice president biden and his son and when would that come out? Some, I don't know, something if you guys don't know, but uh, even the Catholic Church, you know, I, I, we're, t we're taught as Catholics not to judge anyone. And I, I agree with that. But you, you have to, if someone is doing something so wrong and you're just letting it happen, he has the opportunity or she has the opportunity to actually turn it around and, and say, yes, I was wrong. Abortion is evil and it's killing the unborn. Simple as that. And you have people like uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden who state that they have Roman Catholics. They say they're Catholics. And uh, I heard that Joe Biden in the panhandle was trying to get communion and the, the bishop of that, that uh, the archdiocese uh, wouldn't allow him. Gamma Lennon said, no, you can't have communion because of his stance on that. And on other stance, you know, uh, these these people, they, they're, you know, they shouldn't even be call, they call themselves Catholic. Nancy Pelosi stated she prays for our president, which is good if he really does that. But Nancy, we pray for you. Pray that God gives you a vision of what abortion is all about. It's not a good thing. And it came out that uh, one of the candidates, a newer candidate, you know, he's a billionaire. So he can say what he wants and he puts a lot of commercials on because he's using his money. And, and he came out that one of his former employees got pregnant and he didn't want her to have the baby because I guess that would have been eternally leave and he wanted everyone control. You know, most billionaires, they want to control their people. So he told her, and this is what she stated, this is not what I stated. To kill it. The unborn baby just said to kill it. Isn't that the worst thing you could possibly say? How, how is it not? Now, she didn't do it, thank God. But how is it not be considered attempted murder? When you're telling someone to kill another human being, you can't get away with that. And I think any court in, in, in would be justified to uh, for attempted murder or some some form of murder. You know, you can't say, I want to kill someone else and get away with it. You can't do that anymore. Well, unless you're a Democrat. Because the press won't, won't even report it. It would be like a little blurb, a little line. And he goes on his arrogant self that he is, Bloomberg is. That's why my, my Christian brothers and my Jewish brothers and sisters, all those who uh, are Trump supporters, and we have Trump supporters who are Jewish. 
we have a lot of Christians and, and others who are Trump supporters. And, and the number one thing that uh, our president did, and he's pretty much, I mean, I was telling people that, you know, you hear all these, you know, uh, campaign promises that these politicians give both, on both sides. And then you, you never hear whatever happened to them. It's like nothing happened. But our president says something and he follows through and does it. Wow, that's a unique concept. He's gotten more conservative judges than any president. The Senate has been working very hard to, uh, and it's not just the Supreme Court, it's uh, the, the federal judges, because you need that the lower courts too. And that's why this is the most, the most important time to get our president reelected. It's for the conservative judges that we need. We need to abolish abortion. I, I stated how horrible it was before. And, and this just proves it how, you know, the people will say, well, it's the woman's choice. You know, we always like choice, you know. Choice of the restaurant you're going to. Choice of the car you're driving. The choice of the house you're living in. Choice is good. But you don't have a choice to eliminate another human being. God has not given that choice to us. That is something only God, and God doesn't even believe in death. That came from that side, Satan. And God loves life. God loves mercy. And that that is so important, extremely important. And I could, I could feel when I was there today, and other times when I went to conference, the love the love of, of the human being. I mean, it was like, it was this oozing and oozing of love because we believe in love, our brothers and sisters. Love our enemy as ourselves. We even had this one man, he said, why don't you read my, uh, my sign? Yeah, because I was going to give him a Marcus Mantle and I think it was, he, he said uh, President Trump and then, you know, how we would say sports teams, <laughs> suck, suck, suck. They can't, they're not too original, apparently. But uh, we love them, too, because you know what Jesus said? I've come here for the sinners and divine mercy. And uh, it is God's will when things will happen and it won't. You know, people, when we were talking, I was talking to some people there. They know about, they, they come from Venezuela or Cuba, they come from socialist and communist countries, respectively. That that's not the way. You know, all these people, and I even heard these young people, it sounds, you know, so idealistic, where you say, wow, socialism is so good. You know, everyone is equal. And in theory, it's all so great, but guess what happens in reality? There's only so much a piece of the pie goes, and guess who gets the nice pieces? is those on top, the Communism Party or the Socialist Party. They don't always share. They don't believe in share. They believe in taking, like they do in Cuba. They take. They took a lot. But they, yeah, but they don't like to give. In Cuba, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, I think everyone does, but you, you never know, how, you know, the people, just the people who live there, can't even go to the where the tourists stay, at the, the nice hotels, Nice hospitals. 
everything's very nice, nice, and you think it's nice. But guess what? The people who lived here, they don't have nice, nice. <laughs> Matter of fact, the doctors might be paid like $8 a month or some crazy low figure like that. So it's no nice, nice. Someone was telling me they had uh, in the, the, the crowd today, that these are the people who didn't make it inside. Was the red hats, and it wasn't uh, to Trump make uh, uh, America great again. No, no, no. It wasn't those red hats. It was like you know how like the the, the people in France those black hats that they had, but these were red, and they were known for people who were from the Venezuela country or for Cuba communists, the communists. And uh, so I don't know if they want to just looking out to see what what capitalism is about. <laughs> capitalism is a great thing, freedom of choice, freedom of religion. People want to take that away from us. Some Democrats they want to take it away. They 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 don't want you to have freedom. Matter of fact, they want you just to think just like them, act just like them. You know they talk about the Constitution. With impeachment. Wow. Do they know what the Constitution is all about? This president was elected freely in the United States. He got much more than he even needed. And he was elected president of the United States. Sure, you have swing states. Maybe the big states who have a big population like California and New York. As someone says, well, New York. They have, and I, I came from New York, New York City, and they said they have 30% Republicans. Well, that means out of 60 is, is Democrats. <laughs> or maybe a few, uh, 10% is uh, independents, but the majority of them are Democrats. That's why you have a Democratic governor, and most of the uh, mayors of New York City were uh, Democrats. And when I was growing up, the Democrats' uh, mayors were horrible. They were actually horrible. I was actually... When I started at 18, you know, being idealistic, I was, you know, against the war in Vietnam. Um, I did not like Richard Nixon at all. I always thought he was tricky dicky. So in 68, I, that's when I was 18 years old. So I actually was giving out outside the uh, subways, and I should have saved them, at least one or two, would have collected them, is Hubert Humphrey Buttons. I remember on an eighth grade class to, uh, from New York to Washington, D.C., where uh, we were there in, in uh, the Capitol. We were there in the, the Senate. And I, I got to see uh, uh, a Vice President Hubert Humphrey. And, and, and he was, the, you know, he, even today, maybe uh, we wouldn't even call him liberal, but back then he was the warrior, the happy, the happy warrior. But you know what the happy warrior do? He, he compromised, he worked with both sides. You never had what was going on, the set of things. Actually, both sides, and that's why and even come to a vote, uh, both sides, Democrat and Republican, were in favor of uh, Nixon's impeachment, even though he wasn't impeached, he resigned beforehand. But this president, before he even stepped foot in the uh, Oval Office, before day one, they said they want him impeached. So it was a kangaroo court. Simply, simple, simple, simple. When you're determined to do something, you try to do it. And you try to fit the facts or so-called circumstances to to have your agenda 
continue on. And their agenda is to have socialism for our country. What could be the next Venezuela or the next Cuba, God forbid? Men like Bernie Sanders are dangerous. And these other socialists are dangerous. Because it doesn't work all. And I've told this to some people, some stories, but my father, my, uh, he, uh, he basically, when I was a child, five years old, and we were born and the first four years of my life was in Canada, Winnipeg, Manitoba. And my uh, parents split up. My mother took us to uh, her, her mother's house, my grandmother's house. And that was at the Italian family in the Bronx, New York, Pelham Bay. And I didn't see my father from, I was five until my, after my mom passed at 17. So until about my sister got married to 22. But he never gave us the support. But, and my mom said it was always the problem because it was another country, I guess. So I, I grew up, it was a single mom and three older sisters. I was the youngest of four. And so I, I had a different perspective. I still do. I believe in women's rights. I believe women should be respected and given the best opportunities in, in, in job and careers. They, I would say they're equal, but no, they're actually they're smarter. Anyone who's been married for many years knows that uh, yeah, the woman is much smarter than the men. No question about it. And... Uh, and then you find out with this abortion issue, it's usually not their choice. It's like their boyfriend's choice. Or in Bloomberg's case, uh, her boss's choice. Maybe the parent's choice. And that's why I, I believe, I know in, in Texas, and I'm not sure about the state of Florida, how they have it, well, it should be an ultrasound. See, remember when it first came out, abortion was in the early 70s. It didn't have the technology as it, as it is today. Back then, it was just, just considered like a like a, any other piece of your body. I mean, lever or anything else. Uh, gold stones, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, this could be removed and it's tossed away. And that's what people believed back in the early 70s. But now we know better with DNA and uh, testing and ultrasounds and... Uh, you can see pictures of it's a human being, it's a it's a loving human being. Matter of fact, when uh, my son was born, I always beforehand I would always read stories, you know, uh, uh, children's stories, you know, Humpty Dumpty, you know, those good little <laughs> rhyme stories, uh, every night to uh, my unborn son. And then when he was born. We were, uh, of course, in the, the room. I was had just gotten in there, and you know, babies when they're first born, they they're crying, and they they bring and then they bring the baby over to happen where I was standing, and that's where they to clean and wash the wash the baby, and then, and I started to talk to my son, and he stopped crying. Even the doctor wondered, is something okay? Why did he stop talking? And why did he stop crying? Because he remembers my voice. So he had memory before birth. So if you're assuming birth is, is it, that's when you're born and you're a human being at birth. That's why it's so many weeks now. We, some places you can't even have ab uh, abortions, but guess what? The Democrats, they don't have a problem. They even have it if they have to kill the baby 
It's at birth. Premature baby. That's oh, you're born about to so, bang. That's the most horrible thing in the world. I, you know, uh, the Democrats take it very lightly. They assume everyone wants abortion. Free choice is, is great. And even some of them Catholics believe that too. But they're underestimating the Christians and the Catholics and even the, the Jews and the other religions. No, abortion is a bigger issue than most Democrats could or would or would want to understand. If they were halfway smart, if they had any intelligence, just any, just like a drop of intelligence, they would pick one candidate, just one, out of what, how many, I don't know how many there are, 15 or whatever they are, they keep, they keep reducing them, increasing, reducing, increasing, whatever. Out of all those candidates, why can't they have one, just one, that I'm for pro-life? I'm, I don't want to kill babies. And I bet that candidate probably could win just on that topic alone. Because everybody else is, is a disaster. I mean, I, maybe I shouldn't be giving them advice because, you know, then it would be a real challenge against our president. But unfortunately, it would get them on the, the other issues, I'm sure. <laughs> but they, they, should ha they should have some candidates who are for, not for choice, but for life, pro-life. And, you know, I don't have to tell my, my fellow Christians and my fellow Catholics, why is it so important? I mean, even in some states where uh, it was a crime committed against the pregnant uh, mother, and they were, you know, both killed. Well, they, most states, they will be prosecuted for not just one death, but two. Murder, two counts of murder. In the first degree, or whatever degree they, they determine. But it would be two. So if that's the case, then by law, that unborn child is considered a human being where they cannot be killed. So I don't understand the premise. If you believe it's a human being when it comes to justice, why don't you believe it's a human being when it comes to abortion? Because our mind is so wrapped up in political nonsense. And this is what we have to fight for, my fellow Christians, my fellow Catholics, those who are in the Catholics, those who know people who are Democrats, and it is both Democrat, not knowing what policies Democrats have. That is our number one choice. And, and you know, and, and so it's a double, double standard. I mean, even I, I, I saw this on the news. This is so. This is one example of being double standard. Trump's rally. They rented the facility today, and so it wasn't. It, it wasn't one of the church services or things like that. But it was a rental. So they think, oh, they should be taken away because the religious should not have uh, being nonprofit status when they're doing a political event. Why do you see all the time where the Democrats will talk to a church, a Baptist church, a Christian church, whatever kind of church? You hear them talking, and, and it's definitely political. But I don't hear anybody saying they should be taking that away from them. Because that's how one-sided all this press is. 
I mean, that I, the battle that we have to go through uh, with this fake news and fake media, and it's like nonstop. It's like every channel, every major network, except for maybe a couple like Fox News and a few others that actually you hear both sides. But you hear the local news. They tear uh, Trump about uh, rally. They everything, everything. It's funny, even. For example, this is an example of how 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 the Democrats would just go against whatever Trump says. When he stated he wanted the, that the, was it the what the part of Syria, he wanted American troops out because he wanted them safe. And then the normal uh, Democrats who you know oh oh no 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 more no 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 they were against that. Now. In I I I, in Iraq, where the uh, Iranians have their uh, in another country, their terrorist military people going to, going to kill our people from a uh, embassy, U.S. embassy. Do you remember in the Democrats, Kambazi? Uh, remember uh, Hillary Clinton when it says, "What difference does it make?" It makes a lot of difference. So what did our president do? Oh yeah, he stopped it, not even after, but before things happened. He eliminated him. You know, uh, you have to do a survival. And he used, he didn't use where anyone could get hurt, he used drones. So none of our, our forces would get hurt. And so it's a different kind of war. The technology is, is, is much greater today. And so, you know, you can't have a 100% no casualty war, but compared to other wars and other times, it's very limited. I mean, you would like it to be zero, of course, and you try to keep all the you know safety measures as possible. That's why you use drones, where no one's flying a plane. <laughs> I mean, they are flying it, but they're not there flying physically, flying with it. You know, so if they blow up the the, the drone, no one gets hurt. But the drone could do a lot of power and. And you have to credit, uh, you know, I was sometimes kind of a hardliner against the CIA, but they, they, in this case, they are, they're, they're working their way <laughs> back to uh, be very good. Because it's their information, of course. You have to get inside information to find out where these leaders were and are and things like that. And, uh, you know, even the, the, the leader of uh, the Taliban, you know, he was killed. So... Uh, this president has done so much. So, you know, let's let's do a recap. Those who maybe not understand this show, why I'm so much in favor of our president. Well, conservative judges. That's probably for most Catholics, and, and I would think Christians, the number one reason why we love our president, President Donald Trump, is conservative judges. And uh, what else do we love? Well, you know, he really doesn't want to go to war just for the sake of war. Now, he'll do something that has to be done. If if someone, uh, some uh, terrorist leader, Iranian, what is an Iranian uh, terrorist leader doing in in another country? They're not protecting Iran. No, they're terrorists. And all that money that a, a previous administration wanted to give them and they got, that's what keeps the terrorism going. Our president wants to stop that deal, the Iranian deal. Another great thing that he did. 
And how about protecting the border? I think that's important too. You have, and that's one of the things he ran on. How about the uh, the treaties with Mexico and uh, Canada? He just got that through. So it's it's a better better deal for America. It's not just you know, you know when he said about making America great again, he, he meant it, and I believe we are great again. Now, some maybe some of the liberals and the liberal left, uh, liberal some socialist liberals in Europe, you know, they're not all happy with him. But they wish they had someone like him. He, he is strong. He is the strongest one. He is strong. Of, of all those leaders, he is the strongest one. Not, not, not the French. You know, someone should remind the French that uh, uh, we saved it, you know what, in World War One and World War Two. If it, if it wasn't for America, the French would be speaking German. I mean, that's quite obvious. So they, the French people and the French leaders should be a little bit nicer to to America. But, you know, people forget. Oh, it's been a few years, so... Uh. And how about England, the UK? They would have lost it. Uh, they would have been speaking German, too. Because without America, they never would have won. I mean, let's, let's make that clear. So our allies that don't like Donald Trump should understand that if it wasn't for America, they would be not in a good shape. You know, I guess it's that one show where it was, I forgot the name of it, it's on Netflix, where they have the premise where if Germany and Japan won, you know, half the United States would be under German control, the other half would be under Japanese control. You know, it's pure fantasy, of course. But, of course, they have to say the United States. How about what happened to France and Paris? Matter of fact, I had um, a great uncle. He was Canadian and named uh, Robert Young, my, my name. And I have his medals and things like that. And he died in the battlefields in, in France, in, I believe, before even the United States got into the war. So it was about 1915. And so we really saved it, saved them. <laughs> the, the French, the English, m most European countries. Remember Ronald Reagan? Dr. Gorbachev? Knocked down that wall. Remember what he said? So he freed Russia. And Poland, and Eastern Communism, East East Germany, Hungary, all those the European Eastern Bloc countries that were under communism control. It was America and Ronald Reagan, with the help of uh, John Paul II, Saint John Paul II, and Ronald Reagan, got to free and stopping communism. Unfortunately. It, it hasn't gone to uh, Cuba and, and Venezuela you know, now. So we have to pray for them. So this is my, I guess, 2020 vision. And so when it's time to get that book published, <laughs> I may be coming back to you. So it's, it's going to be a challenge because, first of all, I never thought I was a good uh, writer. Oh, I'm not a good writer. <laughs> and second of all, uh, I was never a good speaker, but, you know, somehow... After you did a bunch of years, and God and the Holy Spirit helps it helps you, 
things will happen. You know, I mean, I'm gonna in my future episodes. Uh, I have it's, it's called strange stories, interesting stories. <laughs> I don't know what category. You, you, I didn't want to uh, scare the people off today. They may think I'm a psycho, crazy, but you know, some of these things. I don't know. I can't explain it. But uh, you know, as my analyst side, like I can analyze it, good or bad. I could tell you the facts, what happened, and what you know, what it may be, something that I don't know if people have thought of. And uh, so, one of my futures one is uh, that going to be a topic of interest. Maybe not. I'll find out. Would be uh, where is purgatory? Hmm. Maybe it's closer than you think. But that's just a little tease I have for you. And some experiences I had. And, um, you know, I, I, when I analyzed it, it was like uh, very, very interesting. And well, maybe a little frightening. I don't know if people want to hear about it. But we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> if nothing else, that'd be my book. So for those of you, thank you for coming to new listeners and, and for previous listeners. And I apologize for being... Uh, not having any shows the last couple of weeks, so I hope we could get back uh, on the, the track of doing shows. And those who receive those new miraculous medals, I believe inside it, it gives you a prayer. And I'm not sure if this is a prayer, but we'll do since you know we are prayer and lunch. We, besides commentary, and I've done a lot of it today. Uh, but we also do ending with a prayer. And sometimes we do a rosary. Sometimes we just do it on a father. But since, uh, you know, we talked about and gave those miraculous medals and the, the story, I'm trying to copy the stories uh, of the miraculous medal and, uh, and all that. So it says the prayer to a lady of miraculous medal. And it states here, Virgin Mother of God, Mary Immaculate, unite myself to you under your one lady of the miraculous medal. May this medal for me be sure a sign of your lovely mother affection for me and for a constant reminder of my vital duties towards you. While wearing it, may I be blessed by your loving protection and perceive with the graces of your son. Most powerful virgin, mother of our savior, keep me close to you every moment of my life so that like you, I may love and act according to the example of your son. Amen. So God bless you all. And uh, I'll be posting a little pictures of, t- of today's rally and my hat. And I do have to tell you a little story about the hat. Uh, when I bought it, I, well, I just thought it was a regular hat. It said re-elect Trump 2020, right? And I, saw, I thought it was going to be re-elect Trump 2020 and make America great again. That's what I thought. I wasn't really paying attention. And then the bottom over here, uh, it says... Make liberals cry again, which is kind of humorous. <laughs> so I don't know if I could be wearing it in public, but maybe at the next rally you may see me with this hat. So God bless you all. And again, you want to make comments, you're always welcome, even the Democrats, socialists, communists, if you are there. 
if you admit who you are. <laughs> uh, remember, my email is wryoung12 at yahoo.com. And uh, my Twitter account is prayer, capital M, lunch, podcast. And you also could uh, well, listen to us at peoplepodcast.com at prayer and lunch. So God bless you all. And have a good evening. I have to get up early tomorrow. We have to be looking for cars for my wife. Thank you. God bless you.